Breakdown Politics With Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies Telling you what you need to know Regarding politics Breaking it down Politics Of it. <laughs> Today is the date, uh, August 21st, 2017, and this is another episode of Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. All right, we're just going to jump right into it. Today we're going to do something a little bit different today, because uh, I had a lot of stuff I wanted to try and get done today, so I'm going to go into my main story first. And then after that, try and get as many quick hits done as I can before the hour's up. Okay. All right, babe. All right. And it's really not that much of a main story like that, but it's just something that just keeps, it just won't die. It just keeps coming back around and it just will not die. Right. I, I've been seeing a lot of blind optimism lately, you know, and I call it blind optimism because people are just basing this on absolutely nothing. Like, I watch a lot of Young Turks. They're, they're one of my favorite political programs, you know. And uh, Cenk Uger is just very, very optimistic that Trump is going to be impeached. If not in the next month, maybe in the next couple of months. You know, I don't see it, but, you know, fingers crossed. I saw Michael Moore on television talking about how the Democrats are going to, you know, do a clean sweep. He didn't use those exact words, but he thinks they're going to take over the House and the Senate after 2018. Even Paul Ryan was kind of like just bracing himself for a Democratic takeover. And I'm just going to come right out and say it. They're all wrong. Every last one of them is wrong. Okay. Democrats will lose in, 20, in 2018. They'll get obliterated in 2020. And when that happens, democracy will die with it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Merce, you're a jackass. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. You say this over and over and over again. What are you basing this on? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I would love to be wrong. I would love for the Democrats to take over in 2018 and have the inbox flooded with I told you so's. Of people saying, see, you don't know what you're talking about, dumbass. Democrats are back in power, but they're not going to be. Not at all. Let me ask you, Blue. Have you? What have you been hearing about the Democrats' chances in in 2018 and 2020? When you just mentioned it, that's the first time I heard any positive thing about the um, Democrats getting any put back into power. Yeah, I, I, I've been hearing. I'm going to have to decide that, even though you know I consider the Young Church to be a very, very good program, mm-hmm. you're wrong on that point. Yeah, I, I've been hearing it a lot lately, and even Michael Moore, who pretty much predicted Trump, is basically just like, "Yeah, Democrats going to take over," and I'm like, "I don't, I don't see it at all." And it has nothing to do with political ideology. As, I mean, not, when I say political ideology, I mean, it has nothing to do, well, that's the problem. They don't really have a political ideology. That's the reason why they're going to lose. You can't just say, the other guy is shitty, vote for me. You have to have something to offer. And right now, Democrats have nothing to offer at all. You know, and I know I've been beating this dead horse back to life, but I'm going to tell you why I feel that way. Number one. Hillary Clinton will not go away. Holy Jesus, for the love of God, Hillary, go away. It's like that villain in, in the TV show. Like, yeah, didn't he die in season one? Why is he back in season two? Die! Not really die, but just... <laughs> just go away. And because Hillary wrote a book. Like, trying to talk about why she lost. And the book has nothing to do with her shit campaign or her not campaigning in the in the, the Rust Belt states or anything like that. You know, basically just everyone else's fault but mine. No one wants to hear that shit. You know, 
And it's a bad sign because usually when people, when politicians write books like that, it means that they're getting ready to run again. Oh, Jesus Christ, Hillary, don't run again. But Hillary is the least of their problems. So you got, uh, I mean, this has been a, a common theme for more than a decade, but the Democrats just have no spine, no killer instinct. Right now, the Republicans are face down in the water. And the Democrats should be holding their head under until the bubbles start coming up less and less frequently. They need to finish them off, and they can't. They just, they're just so spineless. You got Bernie. You got Elizabeth Warren. You got Al Franken. Yeah. Oh, and then you got Nita Turner, you know. Yeah, who else is there? Cory Booker. Cory Booker. Let me tell you about Cory Booker. Cory Booker is such a whore. I'm surprised that his office doesn't have a pole in it and a little stage. And the lobbyists come into his office and start throwing dollar bills at me. Just start shaking his ass. Paper cuts in his ass and all the, all the dollar bills they shove in there. They don't really have that many rising stars when you really think about it. Oh, Joe Kennedy. He's another one. Another rising star, I should say. You know? But I could count on one hand the amount of Democrats who I would vote for. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. And it's not because the other Democrats don't have good ideologies. Well, that is the reason. <laughs> I just keep answering my own questions. That's the exact reason. It's basically they just stand around until somebody supports them uh, with big money, and then they just go with that person. Like, let me ask you, Blue. Can you name at least... Aside from the ones that I mentioned, right, what other Democrats would you vote for? I'm just talking about for office, not even for president. Talk about for office. Not many cousin mine, you know, Bernie, of course. Um, yeah. I'll vote for Bill again. I'll vote for Obama again. <laughs> God, I wish. For, for all his flaws, he's still the best president of my lifetime by a lot, you know, for, for all of his political flaws. And there's, no, there's never going to be a president that doesn't, that doesn't have political flaws. So there's no one that's going to be perfect, Ideolog, ide, you know, ideological or otherwise. No one's going to be perfect. But you just can't be a sack of shit. And just because you have a D next to your name, I'm going to vote for you. But here's my real reason why they're going to lose, right? And this is just a, a, a microcosm of what's going on. In New York, New York is supposed to be a mecca of liberal politics, right? Of progressive politics. There are eight members in, uh, in the legislature, New York legislature. They call themselves uh, the IDC, which is the Independent Democratic Council. So New, uh, New York Daily News broke the story a few days ago, right? And this is from the New York Daily News. They said a primer for those still in the bubble. The IDC is a group of eight breakaway Democrats in the state Senate who formed a power sharing agreement with Republicans and Brooklyn Senator Simcha Felder five years ago. Get this, for helping maintain an effective Republican majority in the state Senate, the IDC members get additional funds for their campaign, as well as lucrative committee chairmanships. Did you get that? And to get stuff for themselves and their campaigns, they're willing to have it. What they mean by power sharing agreement basically just means we're just going to side with the Republicans. So what that means is any progressive bills are not coming up for a vote. So that whole thing about New York getting uh, single-payer health care, you can kiss that shit goodbye. That's never coming for a vote, so long as those eight Democrats are in power and shifting. So basically, New York technically has a Democratic majority, but because of these eight Democrats shaking their asses for that money, it's basically now a Republican state. So you tell me, and uh, Governor Cuomo 
is supposed to go national. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Because if you think that they're going to keep the lid on this when he tries to run for uh, for higher office, and they're going to remember that he could have reined these he could have reined these cats in and didn't. Do you think that he's going to even? Let's just say he actually even makes it. How far is he going to get when he betrayed his entire base? When you can't be trusted, you know, it's it's mind-boggling. And these people are not even trying to hide it. It's just all out in the open. So it's not like they're just like, all right, well, we're doing this in secret. It's all out in the open. That these Democrats are basically shitting on their base. Even with the minimum wage going up to $15 an hour in New York, uh, it's still really real in New York. <laughs> you know, it's still really expensive. So yeah, that $15 now is going to lift some people out of poverty, but it's still going to be a stretch to live with any sort of comfort. And a long way, what would have gone a long way to making that comfort level happen is single-payer health care. And they're not going to get it because eight Democrats decided that they want to shake their ass for that money. And they think that when people see stuff like that, they're going to vote Democrat in 2018 or vote Democrat in 2020 if you have somebody backed by the establishment. No, because if they were capable of winning these elections, they would have won in 2016 against the most beatable person in the world. Blue, do you ever watch South Park? Oh, he's he's jumping back and forth here. But uh, uh, back years yeah, ago. Yeah, I watched South Park. Oh, my bad. My... So, which, I mean, I think South Park, but mainly because of my, those episodes of the, um, the Simpsons. Yeah. Now, I, I you remember an episode where uh, back when it used to be funny. <laughs> you remember an episode where Cartman tried to win the Special Olympics? No, I ain't watched it like that. I thought it was a racist, sexist show that I just couldn't feed into by giving them ratings. Right, right. I used to, I, I used to, mess, I used to mess with it for a few years. I, I thought it was funny for a while. But there was an episode where Cartman tried to win the Special Olympics, right? So he goes through this whole transformation and to make himself look like he's mentally challenged and tries to get into the Special Olympics and then finds out that, yeah, even though these kids are mentally challenged, they're still athletes. Cartman's not an athlete. So even though he was in the Special Olympics, he lost every event by a lot. That's kind of like the Democrats. In those leaked emails, the Democrats wanted Trump to win. Because they, well, the DNC, not Democrats, just the DNC. Let's, let's clear that up. Because they figured Trump would just be the most beatable opponent. And while Hillary did win the popular vote, that doesn't mean anything. It's like, it's like losing a beauty contest and they're just like, yeah, well, Miss Hawaii is prettier. Yeah, but she, did, she, but she still didn't win. Because Miss Kentucky beat her out because she aced the essay contest or whatever it was, you know. So, the Democrats are pathetic right now. They're just absolutely pathetic. They can't leave their donors alone. The reason why Andrew Cuomo is still not rating in the IDC is because so long as the IDC exists, it benefits Cuomo. Because it benefits his donors and it benefits his centrist voters. But being a centrist is basically Republican light. Why, and, and I've heard this said before, and I agree with it. Why would I vote for Republican light when I could just vote Republican? It's like saying, you know, I can get a pair of fake Tims, fake Timberland boots, or I could just spend a couple extra bucks and buy actual Timberland boots. You know. California is going through the same thing. California and New York were supposed to be on the cusp of getting single payer, getting it through an exploratory committee and getting, you know, getting it in the works, right? Between California and New York, you're talking about a quarter, almost a quarter, I should say, of the nation's population lives in either California or New York. 
So if California and New York got single payer, it would have been insane and the rest of the country would have fell like dominoes. But no, no, California, same thing. There is a, uh, I forget exactly what his position was, but he pretty much held the key to bringing up single payer for a vote and he won't bring it up for a vote, even though he's a Democrat. Why? Because he's getting a ton of money from uh, the medical insurance company. I mean, the medical insurance lobby, sorry. He's getting a ton of money from them. And he's a Democrat. So when you see Democrat, you're just like, oh, oh my God, they're on my side. No, no, they're not. It's kind of like finding out that Superman is an alcoholic or that, that the Hulk beats women. You know, you figure these supposed to be your heroes. They got your back and they're just as ugly as the people that they fight against. They're going to lose because the progressives ain't voting for these cats. I got into an online beef in one of my chat rooms where I was literally called a, a burn your bust loon. And basically they were like, well, you know, you being such a child, why do we have to coddle you? Here's my thing. Yeah, you kind of do have to coddle us because if you're laying this defeat, you know, of Trump becoming president, if you're laying this at our feet and saying it's our fault, don't you feel that you have to appease us a little bit to get us to vote for you? And some people say, well, now Trump's president, it's your fault. Well, uh, not really. Okay. A little bit, yeah, but not really. Like I said before, 9% of registered Democrats voted for Trump. 9%. So you figure 60, more than 60 million people voted on each side. So you figure 9% of registered Democrats voted for Trump. But they never mention that. They only mention the people who didn't vote. They don't have a message. They don't have anything to stand behind. They're going to get their asses handed to them in 2018. And then they're going to be back on the forums blaming the Bernie bus crowd. Instead of looking in the mirror at the true reason why they're going to lose. And it's going to be absolutely freaking pathetic. I never thought I'd be alive for the end of America, but I just may. I just may see it. Don't want to see it, but I, I, I just may see it. And it's going to be absolutely horrendous. What do you think, Blue? Am I being am I being too over dramatic about this? Am I taking this too far? Maybe just a little bit, but not so much because you make a valid point. And you know, much like Hillary lost because she didn't have a definitive message which resonated with the people. The Democrats are voiceless as well because they don't have a message to resonate with the people. Remember, even if Trump's message was um, simple, red hat, make America great again. You know, the red is, the red identifies his gang and make America great again is a great slogan. So there's one problem with that. I cannot think of any definitive time that was really great in America. Yeah. You're right about that. I, I, I always get on about these uh, these ultra patriots, you know, who are like, you know, they get they get on Kaepernick and they're like, oh, you gotta, you know, you gotta respect the flag. The flag is a piece of cloth. It's a colorful piece of cloth. A lot of them are made in China. Okay. The national anthem is a song, like any other song. Okay. What makes the flag and the anthem powerful is the pride that you have in your country. That's what makes you want to stand up at the national anthem, face the flag, and put your hand on your heart. If you're not feeling that, and I'm not, I don't mean like the way a teenage girl is not feeling some boy who's kicking into her. I'm talking about you're looking at the news and every day cops are getting away with murder. Okay, Politicians are stealing people's pensions, and no one's doing shit about it. You really feel like you want to stand up and put your hand on your heart and face the flag and sing the anthem? Well, let's do that shit. You know, because the country is not doing things that makes you proud. People may. So there are people out there who are doing wonderful things, but on a whole as a country, nah, not really. 
Not at all. So. But. That's all I had on that part of it. And I know, I apologize. I'm beating a dead horse back to life. But when I read that thing in the Daily News about the, about the IDC, and I'm from New York, you know, and it just kind of hurts. Like, we're supposed to be the mecca of uh, progressive politics. And eight people are just turning that into, uh, turning it into a nightmare. But speaking of, speaking of nightmares, <laughs> I read today, I, I actually had to push this to the top of, of my quick hits today. The Secret Service is running out of money. Right, because they have to follow Trump and his goofy ass family around, you know, all these places. Trump is on vacation every week at Mar-a-Lago or one of his other resorts. The Secret Service is running out of money, right? So they soon they won't have enough money to operate. And then what's Trump going to do? You know, he basically charges the Secret Service, like when they're in New York, to stay at his hotels. So it's not even like we're spending that money. That money's going to Trump's pocket. Now, I know a lot of people, you know, especially a lot of Republicans are like, well, America needs to be run like a business. Yeah, but not like Trump's business. The man went bankrupt six times. One of the funniest things I heard was um, on The Simpsons, where Homer Simpson was like, uh, he was like, Trump went bankrupt six times. That's two more than I've gone bankrupt. <laughs> He's like, I can't vote for a man who has more bankruptcies than me. But yet they want the country run like a business. Let me ask you, what business have you seen run where someone doesn't get hurt? Even Amazon. I love Amazon. I order from them all the time. Matter of fact, as soon as I get off this, uh, the broadcast today, I'm going to order another pair of these headphones <laughs> because I found out they still make them. I can get a good used pair that has, you know, uh, well, an older pair, but it hasn't been used for half of what I paid for them in the beginning. But even Amazon, they have their issues with the way they treat their workers. You know, Walmart is basically uh, paid slavery. You know, there are very few businesses like, uh, God, what, who, who's Walmart's enemy? Not, not Target. Uh, God, I forget. I'm drawing a blank here, but Costco. there are some. Yes, thank you, Costco. Um, they pay their people uh, way more than Walmart, and still make just as much of a profit as Walmart. So it could be done easily, but it's just that ultra greed that's catching them out there, you know? Even Disney's had their problems, but on a much smaller scale, mostly with their part-time workers, like their full-time workers just set. Their part-time workers, yeah, there was some issues, but it's not really anything worth, you know, it's not nowhere close to that Walmart level. But when you talk about running a country, like a business, and then you talk about Donald Trump, the man who thought that Trump's steaks were a good idea. Blue, would you ever buy would you ever would you buy steaks online? Well, I'm a vegan, so I wouldn't eat steaks anyway. Even if it was like soy burgers, would you buy them from the sharper image online? I don't like soy anything. I, I don't I defer from soy. But I just I get your point. No, I would not buy it online. I would go to Whole Foods. Yeah. You go to an actual store and buy and buy meat. I'm not buying meat online. Now, granted, I thought that banking online was about the same as, as Voodoo, and I do all my banking online now, but there's a difference between money and steak. <laughs> I'm not buying steak online. And then I, what's it, it's going to come in a cooler? Like, what the hell, like, what the hell's the matter with this guy? Trump the board game? He tried to make his own vodka, tried to have his own airline. He bought a mortgage company right when the housing bubble burst. Like, this guy has no business sense. But if he wasn't born with all the, with hundreds of millions of dollars, he'd be broke by now. Normal people fail in business all the time. But those people don't go around and call themselves like the best businessmen who ever lived. But you figure if Trump 
was running it like a business, he would have known, hey, we're hemorrhaging money with the Secret Service all the time. And pretty soon, we're not going to have any more money. It's just about September. The fiscal year doesn't start again until October. So if they run out of money completely, what are they going to do? We think they're going to work for free? They work for coupons? Hell no. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. George Bush was president for eight years, right? Took more vacations, well, pre, pre-Trump era. Took the most vacations of any president before Trump and was never in danger of running out of money for the Secret Service. Trump's been president for seven months. Secret Service is just about out of money. Absolutely ridiculous. But there are some people who just stand by Trump no matter what. Did you watch the uh, jumping with my clumsy segue? Did you watch the Candy Center Honors? I did not. Why would I watch that? Oh, um, it was kind of interesting. I I didn't watch it either because I don't have cable. (laughs) But uh, there was some interesting people who were being honored. Hold on. Uh, LL Cool J was being honored Uh, Gloria Stefan Lionel Richie uh, Norman Lear I did not know Norman Lear was still alive so if if the name sounds familiar he produced a lot of shows in the 70s and 80s he produced the Jeffersons All in the Family you know stuff like that Uh, you know it was uh, was people who I actually I was kind of like I like Gloria Stefan I'm a, I'm a big L Cool J fan, so it would have been nice to, if I had cable to see them being honored. But there were some people who were going to boycott if Trump showed up. And, and don't forget, this is right after the whole Ku Klux Klan thing. So Trump and Melania decided to skip it. And I actually thought that for once, and some people got on him for it, that's the best thing he could have done. And I don't know if doing it, he's doing it to be classy or doing it because he didn't want to get booed. But the fact that he did it, that worked. I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he didn't show, you know. And, and, and I didn't just throw mud on him. I just figured he didn't go. That's a good move. That's it. Move on. You know. So it's funny that when Trump does something classy, he does it by accident. <laughs> It's like he's never thinking, I'm going to do this because it's classy. Nope. Totally by accident. So. But, um, I will say one thing that didn't happen by accident. You know, uh, Blue, of course, you know who Alex Jones is, right? Yes, of course I do. The, The insane conspiracy theorist guy. Let me ask you, okay, let's say you're walking down the street. Right, mm-hmm. and you see Alex Jones, and Alex Jones comes up to you, and he's talking, you know, his normal crazy talk like he talks on the show. Right, right? And he doesn't, and he doesn't just walk up to you and be like, uh, "Excuse me, sir, we have cameras rolling here. I just want to get your opinion on something." He just comes straight at you, you know, with his, with his normal gruff, like, "Like, huh? Did you know that that they're putting stuff in the water to make the frogs gay? Did you know that? Are you part of that, huh?" And he's like in your face. Like, how would you handle that? Well, you must have never seen me, because that would never happen. (laughs) Well, well, here's the thing. It kind of happened in Seattle. So Alex Jones decided to go to, in all places, Seattle. They, like a liberal mecca, they hate Alex Jones in Seattle. So he goes to Seattle, and he's basically just running down the street yelling to people, you know, about... You know, drinking water turned frogs gay, and the globalists, and uh, the goblins. He actually mentioned the goblins. I'm not making that up. You know, and just being a being a jackass. And one person uh, flipped him off, and he literally ran across the street to get in the guy's face. You know, like yeah, you want to flip me off? Flip me off to my face. And of course, he flipped him off again. But the funniest part of his little tirade was. He's going on and on about the globalists and the goblins and stuff like that. And one guy called him trash. He's like, yeah, you're trash. 
So Alex Jones gets in the guy's face. The guy's holding the thermos, right? And um, the guy was like, "Oh, you want you know you want to call me names?" He's like, "Yeah." Um, let the people know who you are intellectually. And the guy just goes, "I'm your mama." And he was like, "Yeah, well, you know what you are." He said, "You're a slave to the system." And the guy takes his thermos, opens up, and just splashes it right in Alex Jones's face on camera. Right. And then he starts to walk away, and Alex Jones is, you know, yelling at him. And he was like, "You know what?" I was like, "I can't stay. I gotta go. I have to go to work. And get more coffee." <laughs> And Alex Jones walks away and, you know, he's just like, see, that's what they're all about, you know. But my thing is this. If you're on the street, if you're a correspondent on the street, right, like you see it on shows all the time, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Seth Meyers or, uh, God, I'm drawing blanks today. Or like Stephen Colbert or something like that, right? And... People have correspondents who are walking the street and ask people questions. They just walk up to They just walk up to me. Like, hey, sir, you know, do you have a moment? You know, we got the cameras here. We just want to ask you a couple of questions. They don't just run up to you, shove a mic in your face, and just start yelling about goblins. So my question to Alex Jones is, what in the hell did you think was going to happen if you run up on somebody, you know, with your fist balled up? He's lucky. All he got though in his face was coffee. He's lucky someone didn't knock his jaw loose. So, and usually if you walk up to somebody like that and you want to put them on television, right? They make you sign a waiver. Because they can take pictures of you on the street if, if, if like for stock photos, you know, stock photos and stuff like that. But if they're going to put you on TV for their show, you need to sign a waiver. They got to sign you off on that. So if they take a, if they come up to you blue on, on the street and they ask you an actual question, right? They have to actually give you a waiver to sign so they could use your, what you say on television. I don't know if that's true. I mean, look how many times newscasters just stop random people. I don't remember, and I've been stopped a couple of times. I don't remember signing anything for a newscast. Really? And maybe yeah. it's different. With, maybe it's different with the news because it's just the news. But I know for like for entertainment stuff, like I always see people all the time saying, um, like if if uh, yeah, you I'm might gonna, be right. It might be for maybe for for profit because it's being used for profit. Maybe they have to sign up on that. I remember uh, Barry Bonds got a lot of guff because he wanted somebody to uh, somebody came up to him and they wanted to sign an autograph. And he refused to sign an autograph, but then turned around and asked him, hey, will you sign a waiver so, so I could have you on my, uh, my documentary or whatever it was? And the guy was like, no. Well, <laughs> he won't even sign a baseball for me, you know? So I imagine that for, you know, I'm, I, need, I may need to find out how that works, like for the news, you know? Because I know for entertainment stuff, you have to sign a waiver to, you know, for them to use your stuff. Because, like, sometimes when they when they use some of the stuff, they may have people blurred out in the background if they figure prominently, if they didn't sign a waiver. So, but I, I was wondering what Alex Jones was thinking was going to happen. I, I, I don't know what these people think about Alex. I mean, put it like this. You're talking about a man so insane that he got his kids taken away from him because he's talking about... Drinking water, making the frogs gay, and you know, half shark, alligator, half man, and all this other goofy stuff he talks about in the show he got his kids taken from him in a messy public court case. So I, I, I have no idea what's going on or what he was thinking, but it was funny watching the coffee thrown in his face. Luckily, he wasn't hurt. <laughs> But the coffee wasn't like old school McDonald's coffee where it was like 200 degrees. So luckily that didn't happen. I mean, I, as much as I hate Alex Jones, I don't, I don't want to see him ever get hurt. But that was kind of funny. But uh, I did mention uh, Colin Kaepernick briefly, you know. And uh, there was a rally in New York a couple of days ago with uh, police, New York City police. And they were literally taking a knee for Colin Kaepernick. They were on his side supporting his protest against police brutality. And I rag on cops all the time. All the time. You know? And I never... And my thing is this. When they have like a cop like uh, doing some actual community policing 
like I never posted and that, and it's not fair at all. But I guess I grew up in a household where it's like you can't walk I can't walk up to my father like, Dad, I took the trash out. Yeah, that's great, son. Go to bed. Cause you're supposed to take the trash out. You know? Like cops do have that double standard where if they do something good, yeah, great. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you get paid to do. Is something good. Right? So I admit that that is unfair, that I do talk about the bad and not enough of the good with the cops. But in this case, uh, there was a rally, and the cops were wearing uh, T-shirts. And I think it said, um, I'm with Cap or standing with Cap or something like that. It had like a hashtag on it. And they had this rally in support of Colin Kaepernick. And they said, yeah, he's being blackballed by the NFL because he's standing up for people's rights. And even Frank Serpico, he's like 80 years old. And even he came back to New York for the rally. So what do you think about that, Blue? Do you think that that sends a, you know, do you think that more police departments should stand with Kaepernick or? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of, I mean, yeah, in a way, yeah, in a way, I don't really think it matters because I think that the media focuses too much on the bad and not enough on, of course, why focus on the good? Like you said, that's the baseline. That's what you're supposed to be doing. <clears throat> I think that, you know, um, it's funny how his, his jersey is the number one selling jersey out of NFL jerseys. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 it's weird, you know. You got people in in the sports world who, you know, even somebody like like LeBron James, right, who does speak up on social issues. And when he speaks up on social issues, people tell him to shut up and play basketball. Mm-hmm. That was that was literally his Twitter feed when he meant when he talked to, when he spoke about Charlottesville. People on his. Somebody had posted a bunch of the replies on his Twitter feed, and they were literally like, shut up and play basketball. Just just stick to what you're good at. Like, he's not even a human being. He's just a, a wind-up monkey that you just twist a little key in his back, and he just dribbles a basketball and just dunks it. Like, he's not supposed to have... He's not, like, he's not a human being who doesn't see what's going on in the world. But you talk about a man who had, who had uh, the N-word you know, sprayed on his house. He's not supposed to notice that. He's supposed to be like, well, you know, I don't really see color. Yeah, okay. Keep thinking that. I, I, I hate when people say, I don't see color. Really? How, how I'm do you not rock? black, I'm OJ. I'm not black, I'm OJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. I, I, when people say that, it just, it just makes my blood boil. I don't see color. Really? What are you, a dog? Colorblind? Like, how do you not see color? It shouldn't right. matter with your color, but to say that there's not color. You know, one of the reasons why, I, I know I'm going off on a weird tangent here, but as I say often, you know, my little piece of hip-hop history, I saw uh, Boogie Down Productions beat up PM Dawn at T-Money's birthday party <laughs> at the club in, uh, I think it was in Manhattan. And uh, if you remember T-Money, he was like that off member of, uh, was it uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover? He would come on sometimes. It was his birthday party, and he had a lot of people there. And, uh, of course, you know, they got beat up by Boogie Down Productions. One of the reasons why PM Dawn got beat up, well, the main reason, really, is because PM Dawn, uh, well, Prince B, you know, rest in peace, you know, he passed away. I think last year or the year before um, he was in a magazine article saying uh, he says uh, Karis one is a teacher but a teacher of what he said Chuck D makes mountains out of molehills and he was like well calling each other black or white is stupid and he got beat up for that <laughs> He was like, Chuck D makes mountains out of molehills? The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. No one likes that that stupid stuff. So, 
But going back to Kaepernick, I, I do think it's I do think it's a good thing. I wish more police would get involved with that because one of the biggest complaints about police is that they don't you know, when people say, Well, that's just the bad cops, well, why don't the good cops say anything? Well, half the reason why is because it's not just bad cops, it's a bad system. So when the good cops do speak up, they get punished for it. And a lot of people don't really see that. You know? And it just proves a point that there is more bad cops and good cops. I heard uh, Jimmy Dore say, not all cops are psychopaths, but a lot of psychopaths are, are attracted to being police officers. It's a dream job for psychopaths. Oh, I get a, I get a gun and a badge and authority? Where do I sign up? My friend made a point. He said, all the assholes we went to high school with are cops now. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> so, But I, I hope more cops come forward, and I hope that... Uh, well, not with this Justice Department. That's never going to happen. But push a national uh, agenda for community policing because community policing works you know I'm not going to say that no one's ever going to get shot but it's those numbers going to go down by a lot if we go to community policing and not having cops out there in the street like Don Knox shaky his gun in the west what me every time somebody moves after you tell them to move they're just like hey 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 pulling out their guns for any little reason come on we don't need that at all so kudos to the New York to the New York City Police Department and uh, Cap even if you never find another job with the NFL I, I wish you all the best brother and uh, had one more thing today Taylor Swift and I know this is a weird turn how we get from Kaepernick to Taylor Swift I was a little bit mad at Taylor Swift today well a couple of days ago she won a court case right where uh, she was at a meet and greet back in 2013 and uh, it was hosted by some DJ and the DJ uh, groped her and they actually had a picture of it of the DJ like grabbing her butt and she won her court case right uh, the DJ had to pay a million dollars in damages to Taylor Swift now the fact that she won and won a million dollars that's not why I was a little bit upset but afterwards Taylor Swift said you know I want to thank my 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 legal team for helping me with this victory and it was like something along the lines of like it's a victory for women everywhere who've been sexually assaulted and kind of give them a voice and stuff like that now it's just like yeah see you know the woman who got raped by Brock Turner that was your problem your problem was you're not Taylor Swift if you were Taylor Swift then Brock Turner would have gotten seven years in prison and that would have been the end of that but you're not Taylor Swift that's why he only got three months see the moral of the story is ladies be Taylor Swift and if you get sexually harassed or raped you will win it's just that simple I mean if Taylor Swift really wanted to hurt this guy she shouldn't have she shouldn't have sued him she should have just wrote a song about him that would have been painful enough right there. And I know that's a low blow. Because I know Taylor Swift is only trying to help. But when you're a, a pop icon, a pop megastar, I mean, Taylor Swift sells tens of millions of records. Okay? She's a pop icon. Uh, how, could she, how, how could she not win? It was a guaranteed win. Especially when they had a picture of the DJ groping her. There are a lot of women who are raped, beaten, sexually uh, assaulted, and they don't have a legal team to handle this sort of thing. A lot of them are too terrified to come forward because the person who assaulted them is way more powerful than them, not just physically, but in stature. In, you know, around town, they may be well-liked in their town. You know, you may have... Uh, the judge who gave Brock Turner that lenient sentence was like, how could this kid be a rapist? Look at his swim times. His swim times are amazing. You know, I, I think that while Taylor Swift's 
statement was her heart was in the right place, but I think she was just out of touch. And these women don't not come forward, you know, just because they have other shit to do. They don't come forward because they don't have a legal team. You know, lawyers are expensive. You know, what do you think, Blue? Am, am I not giving Taylor Swift a fair shake here? Nah, I think you ride on the money. Don't know what they have to do with politics, but who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's more of a social issue, but it was just something that just kind of caught my, you know, caught my eye because you figure, uh, even in the case of somebody like Dennis Hastert, I think, hopefully I have his name right. I don't want to paint the wrong person as a rapist. When he raped all those boys, right? You figure uh, he was paying them to keep them quiet. And you figure when he got caught, it wasn't because of the actual rapes of the boys. It was because he was using uh, government money to keep them quiet. That's huge, you know? Huge that... Uh, just, I mean, because a lot of those rapes happened so long ago, it passed the statute of limitations. But you figure if you're a young man and you get raped by a politician who has other politicians circle the wagon around them, what are you supposed to do? Take the hush money and just keep it moving, I guess. You know, maybe if you take the money and stuff it on, on the, in your pillow, it'll help ease the nightmares. You know, and that's not a that's not a crack on the boys. It's just the fact that their options are limited when you have to go up against somebody powerful. And that's why the whole Taylor Swift thing just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I know her heart's in the right place, but she's just out of touch. So, and I know it doesn't have to do, do a, a lot to do with politics, but you know, it's still it, it just something that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way on that. You know, and I asked. Uh, Oh, and I put that question up on Facebook, and one of my friends told me something that I didn't know about the case. Taylor Swift didn't sue the DJ for a million dollars. She sued him for $1. Because, of course, Taylor Swift is a megastar and doesn't need the money. So she sued him for a dollar. When, when she won her case, the jury awarded her a million dollars. So she had no control over that. So I just wanted to put that out there just so you don't think that Taylor Swift was like suing people for a million dollars. She sued him for a dollar. She just wanted him to pay for what he did. So. Well, we got a few minutes left, Blue. So, so what's on your mind? What's, what, so, so, what, um, so, so what's on your radar? Oh, you know, nothing. Just, you know, I wrote a song about it called Backstabbers. Backstabbers. So, you know, just, you, you live in some very, very interesting times, you know what I mean? But, um, like I said before, people are like, oh, 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 no, Trump, Trump, Trump. Well, the one thing is I can say is that I'm more woke now than I've ever been woke. More woke than Obama era, more woke than the Clinton era. This is the most woke. I think America, black Americans, Latino Americans, whatever, has been ever. Yep. I, I, I do agree. You know. And it, it, it can work, uh, it can work well for certain parties, and it can work uh, not so well for certain parties. You figure you have certain parties who, uh, like Republicans, usually when you're on recess, you have town halls in order to get the mood of the people, find out what's on their minds. And they're not having them because the people are too woke. So they're asking them, they have teenagers kicking their asses in town halls because they don't know how to answer them because it's now it's just too easy to get that information. You know, back in the 80s, I didn't know how to find out uh, someone's voting record. Now you just go on Senate.gov and just Pope politician and their entire voting record is right there. It's too easy now. And especially with millennials, they're always involved in politics now. I heard something today that made me laugh. Did you uh did you go out and check out the eclipse? I did. Yeah. I you know, I, I work from home, I was on the phones and 
it didn't act i mean it didn't for us it didn't get dark i heard it got dark in uh south carolina and i and some of my friends are posting some pictures from other sides of north carolina where it actually looked like it got dark but it got a little little dim out here in carry but it didn't get dark yeah it got real dark maybe the kind of dark that we get around maybe 8 30 here in um, durham north carolina I've seen a lot of people being unsafe regarding how they were viewing it. I even seen President, I seen number 45 look at it without having appropriate eye care. But I hope that was just a, a meme and not real life. No, it was real life. And um, and the only reason why I say that, because normally I would just say, well, they just took that picture out of context. But no, it was on the cover of Daily News. <laughs> It probably hit there for their evening edition, and they had you know a Trump staring at the staring at the eclipse with no glasses on, and his aides supposedly were yelling at him like, "Don't look at it." <laughs> President dumbass. I mean, when you don't read books, that sort of thing will happen. And I was reading articles; they were like, if you stare at an eclipse like that for like up to twenty seconds. It can do permanent damage to your eyesight. Put it like this. The article I read, they said you could stare at the sun and do that type of damage to your eyes anyway. But the problem is, because the sun's so bright, you're going to look at the sun for like two, three seconds and be like, oh, and look away because it's too strong. But with an eclipse, like a, a, a lunar eclipse, well, I should say solar eclipse, sorry. Uh, you don't feel that pain right away. And it allows you to look at it longer and do more damage to your eyes. But uh, one of the things they said about millennials is that a lot of millennials are not turning toward religion. I know you're a religious person, me not so much. And and I tell my friends all the time, I'm like, because one of my friends I grew up with, he's uh, Lutheran. He's you know deeply religious. He's down with his church and all that other good stuff. And I tell him, I'm like, y'all need better representatives out there online because your online representatives and the cast on TV, they're the reason why millennials don't want to become religious. So there was some guy out there and um, I thought I saved the article, but I did not. He was actually, he's some religious figure. He was actually saying that the eclipse happened because of eight years of Obama. I'm not making that up to be funny. We take the whole thanks Obama thing, you know, as a joke now. Where it's like, oh, there was a, a you know, a, a mudslide in Africa. <laughs> thanks Obama. You know, we take that to a whole new level. But the fact that some religious figure got on TV and actually said that an eclipse happened because of eight years of Obama the stupidest fucking thing I've heard this week and it's only Monday and it people hear that and they're just like oh is that what religion is all about people being afraid of the sun Psh, I got bad things to do with my time I gotta save up and buy some avocado toast or some shit you know then they wonder why less and less young people turn toward religion so it's just absolutely crazy. But what are your uh, what, what are your closing thoughts today? Stay woke. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, stay woke. <laughs> I, I I will tell you I, I I became more woke when George Bush was president. Bush Jr. That is. Oh man. Yeah. So so I I've been doing this for quite a while, but I didn't really get deep into politics until. But that concludes this episode of Politrix with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. Tune in via Google Play Podcast, iTunes Podcasts, and TuneIn Podcast via the Alexa app. You felt so perfect as you drift from your lips or the softest. My fingers slip up and down. The size of it, both touch off the top. Their taste still lingers on my upper lip. The fragrance alone makes me want to take another sip. Roses are red, but I wish they smelled like this. The feelings of your warmth core around.
around my lips. My tongue tied, then zigzag. Your finish came with a twist. So turned on from sucking on your lips. Each kiss, teasing it now. We're both so slick. Followed it with another slow, slowly. As I notice, I love the feeling of this. And it's the moments like this. It makes me want to permanently address an issue such as this for easier access. I seal it with a kiss. on the edge of the world, but it didn't turn me. I challenged death and loss, but still life didn't spurn me. Visionary thoughts get tangled and caught between my balance of disparities. I seek the symmetries within the structure of my foundation, but there's a nation of multiple identities, possibly my worst enemies, battling me for dominion over converse opinions. Actually, I could care less who wins. Cause periodically I spin intricate webs of antonyms For, against, relaxed, tense, offense, defense, ignorance, intelligence Contrary to what I think and feel My thoughts congeal into coagulated contemplations While speculations reveal the opposite of my intellect's explanations Far beyond my yesterdays In retrospect, I double check Fast forward and through my tomorrows I'm trying to avoid the hands of time slapping me on my face. Holding back crocodile tears, drowning in cataclysmic sorrows. Regrettably, I say one thing, but then I do another. Breathing life into existence, though I endeavor not to smother. The creativity and gifts wait them within me. But in reality, I'm just too tired. You see, one of my multiple identities recently expired. May he rest in peace. He died from a lack of understanding. A naive child, impulsive, and oftentimes hella demanding. I mourn for him, knowing that he's in a better place. His ashes float in masses, scattered into outer space. With control, alt, delete, I erase his existence. At the insistence of my nation of identities, while gradually I release fragments of my insanity, joining the ranks of millennium humanity, evolving like the elusive butterfly out of his cocoon. I fly high, touch stars in the sky. By the light of the silvery moon Indeed my metamorphosis is the birth of a new identity For the light of the sun Endlessly burns cognizance and consciousness Right into me Slow burn 